The Introvert's Edge podcast was designed to create a dialogue around introversion, to stimulate a discussion around our disadvantages, how we overcome those disadvantages, and what we consider our introvert's edge. Together, we're finally going to confront the stigma around introversion, showing that we're not second-class citizens. We're just different, and we need to embrace that. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Introvert's Edge. And I'm ecstatic to introduce a really good friend of mine, Jamie Masters, who is the host of The Eventual Millionaire, where she actually interviewed over 400 millionaires. I don't know how she got access to 400 millionaires. Maybe she'll tell us. And yes, she actually is an introvert, and she's actually managed to translate all of the strategies she learned off a lot of these millionaires, a lot of them introverted millionaires, and translated that into what she now does in her business coaching. So, Jamie, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. So I'm really excited about sharing your story because I had no clue. Like, we've been friends for a long time, and I had no clue. Maybe that's why we got along so well, but I had no clue that you were an introvert. And we were having a conversation about some of these other unusual introverts that I got on the show, and you're like, Mate, you know I'm an introvert, right? And I, yeah, I just had no idea. And I, I think that you've got so many great strategies um, for how you get to be perceived as this outgoing person now. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to delving into that. But first, I'd really love to start by just hearing a little bit about your journey and sort of how you got to, to be where you are today. So to go back though, uh, I personally thought I would be an artist, right? So growing up, it was I was voted most artistic and I was literally like in the corner reading books. So when I started out on my own and, and starting my own business, I didn't realize how much you had to interact with other people, I guess, because <laughs> I was a computer geek after that. So when, when I actually stepped into the world, I had no idea what I was getting into, right? So my story goes, I paid off 70 grand in debt uh, and started my own business when my son was born and that was really tough. Pay, uh, ended up, I worked, I don't want to go back too far because we don't have a lot of time, but uh, I had a six-figure job at 20, 22, 24 and hated it. That's why I ended up paying off all the debt and trying to get my own thing. I didn't realize how hard it was starting your own business because of this, okay? So being this curl, reading books by myself in the corner and realizing, oh, the only way you make money in business is you have to sell something, which means you have to talk to people was really difficult for me just because I didn't, I wasn't very good at it. I mean, and people liked me, but it wasn't natural. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. And the first time you actually had to sell you. Yeah, well, that's, that was the biggest problem, right? Because it wasn't like, oh, I have this nice product. You should buy it. That's awesome. And it, we're directing the attention over here, right? It's like, oh, I'm a business coach. Awesome. I had a mentor, thank goodness, uh, that made me cold call, that made me do all the crappy stuff that I wouldn't have done on my own without him for sure but it was so uncomfortable. You can even see, I turned bright red also. So whenever I'd speak to anybody, I'd literally look like I had hives coming up my face. Cause you know, that's normal. And getting over that, I mean, I, I can't get rid of it. So getting over the feeling of as it's com coming up, you've even just heard me stutter a little bit before. I'm like, okay, we're getting into it, it's fine, right? Um, but I've just done it for so long and learned, like we were talking about before, the hard way to get past this. Thankfully, I've come a long way, and he thought I was an extrovert. That's how good. <laughs> Apparently, I'm playing along. Well, I think what's really interesting with you, though, is you know, it, it, you didn't naturally have that ability. You didn't know that it was a learnable skill. You just, you just kept slogging at it. I mean, I know that you came back from debt, and you had two kids, and I mean, a lot of introverts, when your back's up against the wall, we try to find solutions, but you could have quite easily gone, I can't do this. And I think a lot of introverts kind of avoid that. But I'm looking at you now, and 
As I said, the whole time I've known you, I thought you were extroverted. So I want to be able to believe you a little bit. So why don't you tell me, like, tell me a story. Like, did you ever go out and like just bomb out when you first started? Yeah. Good. I love these stories too. <laughs> Bringing up the mad past. Awesome. So, uh, so if I didn't have my mentor, because I, I tried it on my own and I would avoid it. So like, especially when you're getting into coaching, I wasn't a business coach at the beginning. I was like a coach and I thought coaches were stupid also. So that also had junk goes around. I wanted to help people, yeah. but not believing in myself in that anyway, made it ridiculously hard to even talk about it. And so <laughs> So, like at the beginning, it's, this is how I just work on my website, like because I was a geek, right? So I'd work on my website, like not go talk to anybody. Huh, I didn't make any sales. Who knew, right? Um, and my mentor, when I actually had him and he pushed me to do it no matter what anyway, because I really wanted to do a good job. That's yeah. pretty much the only reason why I didn't go back to a corporate job, to tell you the truth, I oh, swear. Wow. He made me <laughs> cold call. And I had hated sales beforehand because I tried being a Kirby vacuum cleaner when I was the salesperson when I was broke and thought sales was horrible, like horrible. I would never be one of those people ever. And he tried to show me a better way of, of doing it. I didn't realize it was literally feeling like banging your head against the wall the whole time. So cold calling, people would hang up on me. I would like literally almost cry oh because I wanted everybody to like me also. And that was one of those things where I'm like, no, no, I'm really a good person, right? But my worst, my worst one was, it was my first networking event. And I, <laughs> I, there was like 400 people and I'm in the middle of nowhere in Maine. So there, there's not a lot of networking events. Um, and I think the governor was at this one. So it was really, really big. And I like had just gotten my business cards and my, my You're a real business. I now. was like, that's what they do. You're supposed to, ha I don't have business cards now, which I, <laughs> um, but that was one of those things. So I get, get there and I see the sea of people and they seemed like they all knew each other. And I was, I literally knew no one. And I'm like shaking and turning bright red. <laughs> right? Good. Yay. Ah, Good stuff. Yeah. I'm like, okay, great. So I sit down because I didn't know what else to do with myself. <laughs> so I sit down and someone sits next to me and I did not stop talking to them the whole, like, I was like, so, um, cause I knew that if they leave, I'd still look awkward by myself sitting there again. Like I literally went, I like followed him around and I was supposed to, like my mentor had given me all these Oh, we'll go talk to 10 people, try and get this many sales calls, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, and I have a friend and he doesn't like me, but that's okay because we're going to stand right here. Right? It felt so awkward and horrible. And I didn't ever want to, like, I remember going back in my car and being like, I never want to do that again. I never want to do that again. Like, I got visibly anxious anytime I thought about going back to a networking event. And which is, which is crazy because people don't see how far I've come either. Like you thought I was an extrovert, but I rock networking events. Like, because I know I can talk to the people that are introverts that are on their phone and doing the same thing. And they're like, yay, somebody's talking to me, right? And you can actually make connections. And I've uh, used a lot of the stuff that's in the book that we agree on times 10, even though we had to learn the hard way of, of tactics that just make it so much easier. So that way you don't feel like an idiot, even when you're bright red and crazy. So if I can do it, you can do it too. Well, I think that, that, I mean, that's an amazing transition for you. I mean, a lot of people think that these things just aren't possible for introverts. And I've seen you in, you know, in your element doing that. And I thought it was a natural ability. I mean, and we, we talk about that all the time, the stigma that introverts have, where we see anyone else that's successful mm -hmm. and go, that person would have to be an extrovert because they're natural at it. And, you know, I, I projected that on you. It's, it's what we do and it's what we have to stop doing but you know i've seen you go out and network and we actually went to a networking event recently together and we both 
kind of had a dialogue about our strategies because you have a very significant strategy and I have a very uh, structured strategy. And we both went off and just ran our programs pretty much. And you actually commented afterwards. You were like, Matt, usually when I go to a networking event with people, because I mean, let's be honest, you now pretty much know everybody. Like every time I have a conversation with you, you're like, oh, this person, this person, this person, I, I'm like overwhelmed with the number of names of these people that you know. But you weren't always that way and these strategies got you there. So you ran the program and I did and you and I walked in together and then we both separated and we both worked the room. And you sort of explained to me afterwards that most people now, because you are Jamie Masters, is that people kind of just hang to you and, and won't leave you alone. So I'd love for you to share some of the strategies that you, you used and what you've implemented to go from where you were to, to where you are now. Definitely, especially the whole billionaire thing. Everyone's like, how the heck did you, I, I grew up in the middle of nowhere in Maine. I literally had no millionaire anybody anywhere even close to me, right? And so building a network of that, number one, and, and being able to have, I mean, my network's insane. And my goal at the beginning, because I was really good, and I think introverts in general are good at deep friendships, right? Yeah. And so I'd be funny and joking with my friends and then I'd go out in the real world and be awkward and crazy. And I tried to learn how to pull some of those pieces and let my personality show through a little bit more and hopefully not care about the consequences. Some people look at you a little crazy. Um, but some of the tactics that I've I've learned is just trying to make them feel comfortable like we were talking about before. Um, I touch people. It's easier for a female than it is for a dude. I hug people. It's one of those things where you can start making them feel more connected. I, I call them connection threads. So the more connection threads I can, when we talk to somebody at the beginning, I can get, then you can build a rope, right? You have a whole bunch of threads. You can have an actual relationship. And so uh, when I go to like events, I'll bring clients of mine and I'll do all the introductions and I will try and make them feel as comfortable. I will bring connection threads for them to help facilitate because it's really tough for most people. But at the beginning, it was me going, I just, I want to be your friend. Like literally it was like <laughs> the millionaires I talked to, I just kept trying to find those connection points that made a big difference. So I felt like we could actually become more than just networking like you're my strategic partner I have to ask you for something it's I literally just had no friends in the middle of nowhere in Maine and therefore needed to make friends and this is how I had to do it so you were just willing to do the hard yards and put in the effort it sounds like it, you learned through the school of hard knocks and just learned the process but you didn't say it's not possible for me to do it it's how do I find the strategy what works for me and you know you and I have talked about the differences in our strategies so for me you know I will uh, touch people on the shoulder, like guys on the shoulder. I will. I, I don't do it with women for uh, for obvious reasons. But you know, we have different strategies. I tend to will find one person and and go to an effort of giving them value, so that I attract a lot of people to me. You look for introverts in the room and you go to them and you make them feel like they're part of the party. So we all have these different little elements of of what we provide. I'm I'm really interested though, like the intro uh, the the millionaires that you reached out to. Mm -hmm. So it's really hard to reach out to a millionaire. At least that's what a lot of people think. I mean, we've had, you know, while I've had a lot of really good friends like yourself on, on this show, some of the people I've never met before. I just reached out to them because I knew they were an introvert and I wanted to. And I had Chris, who's recording this session, say, how did you get him? You said on the show you never met him before. How did you get him on the show? And my response was, I asked. And that's the thing for introverts. We're like, oh, I, I can't reach out to that person because if I do, they're just going to say no to me. I mean, why would they say yes? 
well, a lot of millionaires said yes to you. So I'd love for you to just talk through how you, how you started and you know when it started getting easier. Yeah, that's a that's a great question. So that mentor that I had beforehand, I was I asked him because he had sold a million dollar business, and I was like, oh maybe he oh no half that was taxes. Okay, never mind, right? <laughs> so I asked him if he knew anyone, and he's like, not anyone that's going to come on your show and say it. And I'm like, oh awesome, thanks, great. Uh, where the heck am I going to find again middle of nowhere Maine? Uh, I literally went on iTunes and looked for somebody else that I just looked up the word millionaire and tried to see if I could find anyone else that said that they were a millionaire. And, were willing to go on a podcast. I asked, I emailed him. I did not know him at all. His name was Frank McKinney, the worst interview in the world. He came back on my show so many times after, thank goodness, but I like, it was the worst ever. But he had said yes and I was like, oh. he said yes. I'm <laughs> like, it was an email. It's so funny how, like it shouldn't be that big of a deal. Who cares if they open it? Who cares if not? But, but it's such a thing. I remember when I first sent it, I like hit send like that, right? And made yourself do it. Um, that was the very, very first one. And I got a couple more that way, a little bit easier. But as it started going, I ended up using Help a Reporter Out. Have you ever heard of that? I have, yeah. Okay. So uh, Peter Shankman, who started it way back when, it was so easy. There were millionaires coming to me for that. Now, as soon as I got past that, because I literally did not think I was going to get any. So I started doing one a month at the beginning because I was like, well, if I can find 12, I can do this for a year yeah. and we'll see how well this goes. Um, but what's crazy is that because they're so well networked, once I started actually making friends with some of them, they were like, oh, I know somebody and I know somebody. I only get referrals. We're literally, my sister's over there, she knows we're back to back, like till December, right now, six months in advance, almost a year schedule, like all raring and ready to go. How amazing am I? I'm now the millionaire girl and everyone's like, oh, I know a millionaire, I should introduce you best networking tactic in the world, but it definitely took, like if I stopped after the first 12 to 20, I mean, it, I don't think it would have gone nearly as far as it is now. Now I'm used to it. I don't suck so bad at interviews. The first, you know, 20, 30 sucked really, really bad. I'm surprised anyone listened to it. But after 400, it's gotten way better. But the network has grown insanely just from that. Well, I see millionaires almost fall over themselves to be on your show now. You have a waiting list. You're like, well, it's not just that you're a millionaire. You kind of have to be entertaining and have <laughs> something to say. I'm like the luckiest person ever. Well, I think that, but that came from you being very strategic about saying, here's what I want. Now I'm going to go and get it. It's like book endorsements. It's like when I, I, you know, the Introvert's Edge came out and I was like, I'm going to go out and get endorsements for the book. Everyone starts thinking about the network of people that they know. And in my mind, I was like, well, those people like me anyway. Like, uh, while I'm going to get some of those, it makes more sense to get endorsements from people I don't know because no one's going to endorse a book without at least reading part of it. So I then started reaching out to people that I have never met and said, hey, I've got a book. And everyone's like, you're never going to be able to get people to endorse your book that way. Seriously, I sent a LinkedIn connection request saying, I'm a big fan. That was all it said. I'm a big fan. And they would then accept my connection. That was, that was it. Then I would respond and they would say, oh, thanks very much or whatever. Or some people just didn't even respond. They just accepted. And I would then send them, hey, sorry to reach out to you on the blue. I've got this new book. It's being published. Is this still your correct email address? You can get that off LinkedIn. Brilliant. That is brilliant. But then I just got all these ridiculous level endorsements from people who I now have a relationship with hmm. because I asked. And I think that's what introverts don't do. We don't ask. 
So I, th I think we've, we've, we've kind of covered the, the networking element. What are some of the, the other barriers that you kind of faced when you were going into? Because you've, I mean, you now speak on stages and you're so natural. We just had you speak at Small Business Festival, the, the conference that I run, and you ran this panel and I remember watching it while I was running between mad dashes between dealing with things and thinking, God, I one day want to be that natural when I'm just leading a conversation. How do you do that? So at the beginning, they I actually did do Toastmasters. Because I would turn so red, I and then I would get really flustered, and then I would get stuck in my head, and I wouldn't be able to get past it. And so I joined Toastmasters, and one of the first things they did for one of my first speeches is, <laughs> this is sad also, is we're bringing up such horrible memories, I Matthew. did warn you about this Jeez show, them. right? <laughs> oh. So because I turned red, and I wore like a tank top or something, so you could see it goes all the way down my arms and all the way, and they go in the comments, you should wear a turtleneck and long sleeves next time. It was very distracting. I was like, thank you, <laughs> right? Like, I really thought about never speaking again on stage uh, because there, that that's a huge barrier that I can't. It's not like learning and just getting better and knowing what to say or practicing a speech over and over and over again. I literally look like I'm coming out with hives and, and people get distracted because of that. And getting over that piece, Toastmasters, I just kept going and going and going and going. And at the beginning, they told me the tactic of just tell people about it. So at the beginning, I said, hey, I turned bright red just so everybody knows, right? Yeah. Um, and the more I do it, it still, still happens, still happens on my show and stuff like that. And now it's just a natural thing that eh, who the heck cares? The fact that I got through it and passed it, I can use it as a story about how horrible it was at the beginning. And if I can do this, then you can too, right? Well, people don't want to get a coach that's perfect to coach them. We they know, close to perfect now. <laughs> Well, maybe now you are, but you know, when you were learning, they want to know that you had imperfection because if you don't, how could you possibly teach them? And I think my, my speech coach taught me to acknowledge the obvious because for me, anytime something would happen, if I didn't, I would freak out about it and all of a sudden I'd become tongue tied and I had no idea what to say. And that was it. That was the end of the speech. Like I would take a few minutes to recover and then I would be able to come back. And he's like, just acknowledge it. Like it's there acknowledge it, everybody will have a laugh, and you move on. Like I do it with the, the photo, I, in my speech, I've got a photo of me with acne, and I put it up, and I'm like, I'm gonna click that off now, because I don't really want that to be up there while I continue this conversation. And everybody laughs, and we can all move on. And I think that's what, I mean, I've seen you speak, and you're just so natural and so comfortable. Let's imagine, like, do you feel, like, are you glad that you now get to speak and share that value with the world or do you still freak out every time that you go up and hate it? Uh, no, I love it. I love it, love it, love it. And I've learned tactics and techniques that made it a little bit better. The energy that I get, and I used to say this all the time, like, you guys are actually listening to me. I have small children. They don't listen. I just like the attention. Please, like, look at <laughs> Please, like, actually listen to me. But what you can do for, as far as impact goes is insane, right? You can really connect with people. You can really change people's lives. So the fact that I got over it, thank goodness, but there were little, there were so many not good speeches. I started really, really small, thank goodness, with like Maine with like 12 people. But I've learned tactics even when I did mess up. I'd be like, well, that was really awkward, wasn't it? Like I try and do like these little bithy things so that way it wouldn't feel so, because you know, when you're in a room and you start that awkward tension and then it starts going a little bit more and a little bit more and you're like, oh, crap, 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 right? You have to ease that because if you don't, the audience now doesn't trust you anymore. And they're like, okay, uh -huh, she's crazy. Um, so I learned these little things so that every time it did happen, because it happened quite often, because uh, I don't memorize my speeches very well either, right? I kind of make things up, not make things up as I go. I have a very specific way I do it, but I will go on little tangents to try and make it feel more natural. 
and then it would cause to actually mess it up again, and then I'd have to use these little tactics again. So it's literally just uh, tons of repetition of getting up there and over and over and over again. Like this is what I tell my clients a lot too. Imagine if you went ahead and planned on doing a speech every single day for six months. You'd be fine. Like even if you're at the very, very beginning, there's a lot of people that still get scared right before because you never know, right? Yeah. But if you know the energy and you just have fun with that energy on the stage, no matter what, people are going to take what they think they're going to take and, and not. And sometimes you're going to have a crappy time and that's okay too because even if you affected one of those people, yay, you did a great job. And that's what I started focusing on after the fact, not if I was going to trip walking up to the stage because when you think about that right before you do it, you're way more likely to do it from experience. And I think that makes a big difference. I mean, we had Ryan Dice on the show as well and he was talking about the exact same thing about he just focuses on, he stopped making it about him and he focused on having an impact on people and as soon as he had that mindset flip, everything changed. And there's a couple of things I want to pick your brain on in regards to this and we're running out of time for this segment so we might pick it up afterwards because I've seen you moderate panels as well and you know I actually modeled the way I moderate my panel off seeing you do it going Ooh. crap the way I did it wasn't as good as her okay I, I'm gonna I'm gonna learn that because as introverts we have to have strategies and we can't assume we know things and we can't assume that you know things are unapproachable we just have to model someone that does it well and we have to model introverts that do it well so once I knew you were an introvert I'm like cool I can model that process but let's let's pick that up in the in the next sessions but thank you very much for joining is today and I really do appreciate you sharing so much of that intimate awkward story from the past. Great, thank you. Thank you so much for bringing it back up again. No, I appreciate it a lot. Well, it was great to have you and thank you everyone for joining us again today and I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. If you haven't yet, please make sure that you subscribe, post a review to make sure that more and more introverts get the opportunity to see this content and start having the opportunity to improve both their business and their life. And if you're looking for the second episode, make sure you go to theintrovertsedge.com forward slash Jamie. I look forward to seeing you in the next one. Thanks again. Cheers. I'm on a mission to empower introverts to be proud of who we are. Introverts have had to deal with the stigma that we just can't be as successful in business or in sales as our extroverted counterparts. We're different and we need to embrace that. I instinctively shied away from sales. I didn't want to be a salesperson. My closing ratio has gone from 15% up to close to 80%. We nearly quadrupled the number of meetings set with clients. Your book was a great revelation to me about me. I've been fortunate to receive some endorsements from some exceptional introverts. They've shared with me how much they resonated with the stories of these real people and how they transformed to being sales masters. It talks about the things that make an introvert successful. Every book was written for extroverts and they needed to be something for us. Get your copy of The Introvert's Edge today.